Melody. Hey, Peter. Drew's not here today. He uh, had some stuff that came up and is talking to Google. Whatever, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say whatever Google, but I feel like that's a Drew problem. It probably, you know, <laughs> but it, he does have to work out a problem and talk to somebody else. So fine, good fine. luck to him. Yes. We have a guest today. Guest, please introduce yourself. I'm Gina Simpson, coordinator of counseling at Cotty College. So I wanted to talk with you, Gina, because because I, I know you, and it's always easy to talk to people I know. And of course, we're a small college, so I know everyone. Everyone. <laughs> we're small. Like, who don't you know? <laughs> but I thought, I mean, this is something which I have noticed for our school that you know, we, ha we have two of you. We have you and your clone, mm -hmm. who has a different name, mm -hmm. which is actually quite a, of the counselor to student ratio is quite high. We are very, us. we are very lucky here. Yes, we are. Uh, and so there are obviously a number of our students take advantage of the services that, that you and your colleague offer. But I think it's probably an aspect of college services and college institutions which may not be you know, usually well visited by students. So I wanted to talk with you about like, what do you do and, and what does that mean and, you know, stuff. <laughs> stuff. Yeah, we're really like smart and stuff. <laughs> well, we are very fortunate at Cotty for our student ratio because we probably, it's what, one counselor to 150 students, whereas in some of the bigger state colleges it might be one to a thousand students. Mm -hmm. So um, most college campuses will have limited sessions available, uh, four to six sessions, more for crisis intervention, and then refer to the outpatient. We're fortunate, like I said, even though we're very busy now, um, we can see every student. We can see them once a week for four years if need be. Um, so we run our uh, health center counseling office, much like uh, an outpatient mental health clinic, uh, like you would see in the community. So, so that's sort of leading us into, like, so what is your what does your job entail? Like, assume, which is probably pretty close to true. I know nothing about what your job <laughs> is. <laughs> So what is what is what is your role? Like who you're talking to, and, right. and about what? And of course, no details because sure. that would violate federal law. I'm pretty I think sure. She knows that. <laughs> oh, God. For our listeners, so right. we, you know, we're we're not going to give any like personal stories sure. of what Gina has done, but you know, we can give general general ideas. I think we're similar to other college campuses in that we're located in with health services. Um, most bigger campuses has a wellness office and or health services, student life, counseling office. I had no idea when I was in college where the health center even was and I went to a, a larger college. Fortunately, this was quite a few years ago. Fortunately, I think we're a small enough campus. We're um, upfront, right at orientation that we introduce ourselves. So uh, most of our students, right from freshman orientation, know who we are. I don't know if that's true with, with all campuses. So it wasn't true for me as an undergrad. Now, as a graduate yeah. student, of course, I knew where the counseling office yeah. was. But as an undergrad, I was just thinking back. I didn't even I'm sure it existed. Right. I'm yes. very sure that it was there. I don't remember being told much yeah. about it. I, I have no idea where it was. On I have yeah. no idea where campus. it was. And then even just health services. I'm like, right. oh, I didn't either. Did I go to, the, I don't think I, don't I ever think so. went to the health services oh. as an undergrad. I right. mean, I totally use it as a graduate student because that's where my oh. insurance was through. Right. Case was across the street from Cleveland Clinic. 
there was probably a thing oh, <laughs> there. Probably, well, I, but I, I didn't went know. there when I broke <laughs> yeah. my finger. Like, it's yeah, like, you're like, like I'll just tape physical it up. emergencies. <laughs> and we're semi-intelligent people, and we didn't really know the resources to seek out. And right. so we have to get the word out, much like all college campuses. We have websites. We go through orientation. We do programming uh, in order to get the word out that we even exist. Mm-hmm. So then we try to, you know, provide a safe, supportive, confidential environment so students feel uh, they they can receive uh, services and have total anonymity um, and just help them get through college. We call it adulting, um, the transition from high school to college, as you guys well know, and what you talk about all day long, uh, is very difficult. And so we take what the academic challenges are and address those, but more what the personal uh, real life issues are that will impact the academic setting as well. So excellent. So uh, a couple of things you know caught me away talking about that is like it's a safe and supportive and uh, confidential. confidential confidential. That's what's the, we're governed yeah. by HIPAA. So if they're eighteen and HIPAA? older, oh my gosh, I knew you'd ask. Oh, <laughs> look it up. Google <laughs> Health Privacy <laughs> Act. It covers you if you go to the pharmacist, the eye doctor, the any type of doctor, dentist. You sign a HIPAA. Uh, uh, code so they must protect all your medical records. Health Privacy Act. Oh gosh, I just call it HIPAA. Sorry, yeah, I should know fine. that. <laughs> I mean, the important thing is to know what it. You know what right. it is. FERPA. Right. FERPA. Purpose for controls education. education. Yeah. HIPAA, HIPAA controls medical and mental health documentation. At most colleges, we run our uh, clinic much like we have two licensed clinicians. So all of the clinics at any college, they're going to have licensed professionals, whether it be social social workers or um, uh, psychologists, PhD, a lot of bigger colleges have a lot of PhD grad students that are running the health center, but so we have two licensed clinical social workers. Uh, We see students all day long from 8 a.m. is our first appointment of the day till 4 p.m. They come and schedule with our office assistant for an appointment. Um, We usually empower them uh, to make their own appointments, much like, you know, when you leave home, your mom might make the doctor's appointment and the counseling appointment and remind you and go with you and pick you up. They have to take the uh, responsibility to do all that itself, themselves, which is overwhelming just before you even get in the session to make the appointment. And I think that's sometimes the hardest thing to, number one, know where the counseling office is, that it even exists, uh, which it does on all college campuses now. Number two, have the confidence to make the appointment, then follow up and attend that first appointment, which is very scary, Mm -hmm. to probably meet with somebody you've never met to discuss personal issues. Um, Mm -hmm. Very, very scary. Not sure of what the rules are and what the outcome is. So then to go to the first session, and then hopefully to develop a rapport uh, with with the clinician in order to kind of move forward and and feel better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, feeling better. That's the goal. That's the goal, goal. to feel better. (laughs) In clinical terms, the goal is just to feel better. (laughs) That's the technical term. Correct. Feel better. Correct. Good to know. Good to know. Right. So I I think you you sort of touched on this. How do you spend your day? Is it really just all day long? It really is. I was telling Peter that we have 
six openings right now and we haven't even hit midterms. So I think that goes to show the stigma associated with counseling, especially on college campuses, which I think is a little different than maybe in high school. On college camp campuses is less and less. People are now asking for help, feel good about asking for help. On our campus, the stigma is, is non-existent mm -hmm. I'll go into the dining room they'll be like hey my appointment is it at three still yeah. you know uh, cool which I think is encouraging yeah. in our world today mm -hmm. and I think mm -hmm. on all campuses that people know that help exists and they um, like I said are, are encouraged to seek it out so yeah eight to eight to five we do take a lunch break sometimes uh, if there might be an emergency overlay over lunch we're on call mm -hmm. um, so we're here for things that might be um, Consider just be stress, normal transition, homesickness, mm -hmm. um, maybe a roommate conflict. I might have been an only child and had my own room for 18 years and uh, didn't have to share a bathroom or anything. Well, wouldn't that be nice? Exactly. And now I have to share with 10 other women or at least one other yeah. roommate, depending on the setting. And so that in and of itself... I'm away from home. My mom's not waking me up every morning and making sure, fixing my breakfast, ironing my clothes, doing the laundry. I have to do those basic. I don't iron. Those basic, <laughs> throw it in the dryer. But you don't even yeah. have a dryer right there. You have For to go down a bunch of steps and pay 75 cents. Ah, oh my so, God. So, shake it out. Shake exactly. It out. So, not only am I having to adult and do all these things on my own, now I have to take care of my mental health needs, mm -hmm. my physical needs, and it's daunting. Yeah. It's overwhelming. So, we have plenty of. Plenty of uh, people seeking out assistance, and literally, I see students all day long. So, so go ahead. I was gonna say, well, I kind of feel like that's been a difference. At least well, I was in college twenty years ago. <laughs> well, just about. I mean, you started literally twenty years ago. I mean, you're right. I can be both of you. So. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I don't think. Th that it was as well known. Maybe also okay. I was kind of oblivious at 18. I mean, I wasn't. I didn't have any problems, okay? Yeah, I was totally adjusted and normal and never stressed out. Yeah, right. Um, but I think, too, like there was, I think that stigma has lifted a lot, even yeah. in the last 10 years. Um, and so I think that more students are going to be seeking out counseling. And, and this is one thing I think social media has assisted us. You can get on uh, whatever social media of your choice and discover that um, this is September's National Suicide Prevention Month, mm, uh -huh. that NAMI or all of the organizations are promoting student wellness and student well-being. And so they see in chat rooms and yeah. in, on different forums that other, their friends are doing this and other people are doing this, and it's very socially acceptable. So that is one respect, whereas I think social media has been used for evil far more than good. Yeah. Um, in this case, I think it's helped the cause of mental health awareness mm -hmm. and, once again, decreasing the stigma. Right. Yeah. Excellent. I interrupted you. Sorry. That's okay. No problem. Is there anything that a student shouldn't come talk to no. a counselor about? See, that's why I think some people think, oh, I have to have a real uh, problem. Yeah, or I have to be, you know, diagnosed as depressed and anxious and have legitimate diagnoses before I come to college, which many now, the acuity for college students and diagnostically is far higher than I think it mm -hmm. would have been. We have and all campuses have um, many students who have been um, diagnosed depressed with generalized anxiety that are taking medication, who have had suicide attempts. So there's definitely the category which is increasing for students who have mental health issues and struggles. But 
there's, like I said, if you're stressed out because your pro, your astronomy professor has really been a real jerk that day and gave you the Some days I'm a set, jerk, okay? I know, and made you do your homework and you need to come vent about the professor, that's fine too. Or once again, that it was just, you're missing home, you're missing your dog, you're missing yeah. your cat, you're missing your best friend. Anybody can go, you could go for one session um, and all done, everything is, is much better. You just needed to vent and to problem solve to know, oh, who did I, who do I need to go? College campuses are big, and so maybe they just need assistance to find out who can help them solve this problem. One session in and out, never come back. Other sessions, you know, other students might see a, a clinician, like I said, every week for, for four years. We're lucky here that it is free. It's covered under a, with a nominal health fee. Most colleges, um, like I said, they have the four to six sessions and then they refer out. So students would probably have insurance billed. If they don't have insurance, that's the sad part. That's why we're, we're fortunate that they might not have the resources to seek out uh, counseling. So some smaller colleges may have more resources, which is odd to think, than some of the bigger state colleges as far as uh, free counseling. I mean, the, the number of counselors that you would need for, say, you know, uh, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Yes. What is like, that? Yeah, what is that, 25,000, 30,000 well, uh, undergrad? Um, so they, it's about 24, but they have two campuses. So on the Stillwater campuses, campus, the last time I was there, which is probably higher now, so whatever, it was about 17,000. Yeah. And I think, I was just thinking when you were talking about one per every thousand, there were maybe 20 counselors on right. staff. How many of those were grad students, I wonder? I don't know that. I'd I don't, be curious. I don't think very many, honestly. Okay. I think that they uh, would shadow and they would do some right. group. Right. Uh, they would have a grad student group session. I'm right. super, super shocked. <laughs> How did you know that? Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I mean, I kind of knew about that. But they also had a couple of specialists, like a drug and alcohol right. specialist, who right. dealt with people who had addiction issues, but also dealt with students who may have been um, I don't want the word sentenced <laughs> to counseling mm -hmm. after they oh, were mandatory. caught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have that as, as well. part of their like um, whatever yeah, punishment. They got caught with alcohol in their yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. So as you might right. guess, at a big state school, exactly. that happens a lot. Right. So yeah, which is the least fun if you have somebody who's required to go to counseling and yeah. they don't want to be there. Most of ours here are voluntary. They're 18 years of age, so they have all the the responsibilities but privileges of adulthood. Whereas we do have occasional 16 and 17 year olds and so we do then have to get parental permission though we discuss the confidentiality um, issue that we're not going to tell them everything but we just need to get permission for them to attend uh, more and more young people are attending college now so um, so we have to adjust with that but like I said one I don't do math but one to 150 ratio That's on a $17,000 17, campus I don't know how many therapists that would be but yeah um, most campuses want. couldn't do that Right. right. I mean, you have to have an entire building just dedicated exactly. to counseling staff. And, you know, many do. Many are now focused on wellness. I think right. what they're trying to do is offer groups, which is far mm -hmm. more cost-effective, and sure. offer wellness initiatives. There's the seven wellness wheels where I always forget, but you have spiritual, intellectual, occupational, environmental, uh, emotional, uh, social. I always forget one. Anyway, so you have the gamut of programming mm -hmm. in which you can provide different uh, resources for the students on campus and try to get away from the individual counseling, which may be, like I said, more difficult to do. Yeah, it might be really good, but it's 
very right. expensive to exactly. maintain. Just exactly. like one-on-one teaching, I'm exactly. sure, is exactly. excellent. Exactly. <laughs> but, fantastic. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. It's just not necessarily... I can't do that very often. Exactly. No. I think, you know, when we're talking about uh, students going to counseling, I think taking the initiative to recognize it's okay. Um, it's it's Nobody's going to think different of you. It's okay to ask for help, and I think it's very empowering, and um, it's a positive thing, mm-hmm. whereas I think some people view, oh, I've got a problem, and they, they want to keep it a secret. They don't right. want anybody to know. They present with their persona. They're, they're on face all day long, and they go back to their room at night, and they're sad, and they're struggling, and we just want the message that they don't have to do it alone. Um, most of the students on a college campus can be sad and struggling at one time or another because, like I said, it's a huge transition for everyone some pretend better that it's easy but usually people all students have some type of struggle so why not have somebody to assist you through that right i think it's important to find a therapist that you have a rapport with that you can relate to um, you might prefer a female you might prefer a male you might prefer somebody that's you know a little sarcastic a little <laughs> more directive you might prefer somebody who's a little more relaxed and quiet you know is finding somebody that you feel comfortable with and then going in even if you don't really know what you want going in and you're going to get to know them ask them questions and let them out you know it's going to be reciprocal in which you ask each other questions it's hard to talk to a total stranger sometimes about really sometimes it's easier to talk to a total stranger actually the people you share on, a, on an airplane with but um to let them know what the long game is what you're hoping for which is usually just to feel better right once again it's just to feel better um to do well in school most people want to stay in school not all but most people want to stay in school so we try to align ourselves with whatever the behaviors that are needed to make them feel better and do well in school so they can stay here continue to grow continue to um, adult as we say and get more and more confident so empowering them uh, to become the person that they're kind of dreaming of being excellent i mean and you basically have answered the question was i was going to ask which is like what do you want to see so yeah, students yeah. to know when they come in which is like yeah. like you know talk to them ask them questions allow it to be a two-way right. sort exactly. of conversation not just a, a one-way thing exactly i always say if you have the ability do a different one. If the first person you go to doesn't, you don't click. Exactly. Come, make it, come back, try another person. Exactly. And like I said, they, I always say they're the customer. They're the one that has all the answers. We don't have all the answers. We're empowering them to do typically what they're already you know, thinking of doing or, or wanting to do. We're empowering them. We're their cheerleader. We're kind of their support system. Um, but our goal is is to empower them to make their own decisions. So we're not going to tell them what to do. We're not going to tell them how to make it all right. But we're going to help guide them, maybe brainstorm with them on basic ideas. We're not doing Freudian psychoanalysis here. <laughs> you, we're talking about basic, typically cognitive behavioral therapy, which kind of connects the thoughts and the behaviors. Um, a lot of us go around all day with you know negative thoughts that then turn into beliefs that then affect our behavior. So we're trying to change the cycle, whether it be behaviorally or through the thought process of becoming kind of more of a positive advocate for ourselves. I think the thing when we typically lose people is sometimes it sometimes feels worse before it gets better. And so it's recognizing that it's might for a bigger issue you know there's short-term issues that can be dealt with very quickly and need problem solve and and like i said it's a very 
easy. But if you had maybe some early childhood trauma, um, there's some things that you've delved into, uh, sexual assault, obviously we're all in women's campus, but every campus deals with that. It's going to plug into some things that maybe are far more difficult. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we lose them at the beginning when they're ready to get started, but you tap into some uncomfortable and, and difficult feelings. And so they leave rather than processing through the whole thing. So I would acknowledge that it can big things even get messy before it gets and so you gotta hang in there and trust the therapist to guide you through the scary part and realize that once again it didn't happen overnight so typically it's going to take a little longer to to work through it but other than that is yeah asking for help i think is the hardest Mm -hmm. and as soon as you can ask for help and realize that it's it you'll realize i think that it's not very scary if you find the right therapist um, and just commit to it like you would class. Um, you know, you schedule it in your appointment book once a week, and it's it's just self-care. It's a time for yourself. Who doesn't want somebody just to listen to oh, them? Oh, gosh, it's fabulous. You know, you, most, <laughs> most of the time you have friends, and you start talking about yourself, and they're like, oh, yeah, oh, I and do that like, too. And it, ah. Well, and it turns in they're talking about themselves. Yeah, so which is you fine. have That's friendship, but... 50 minutes of total confidential listening and perhaps brainstorm on some solutions that maybe you're struggling with. So... Uh, when it's free, that's a cherry on top, but I think it's an investment in their future. Once again, it ties handily in with academic success, but we're more focused on overall wellness that can last a lifetime. Awesome. So, <laughs> Gina, you need to get going. I got to run. I got an appointment. Got I got a two o'clock appointment, oh, appointment so, so no time to deal with that. So, Gina's got to just get up and go. Exactly. While... See y'all later. You guys <laughs> Thank have you fun. So much. Thank you for coming. So, listeners, sounds like we want to encourage you to seek the help you need if you yes. need it. It's okay. It's confidential. No one's going to know what you say while you're while you're there. Um, at least some places it's free for a little while. Here it happens to be free for the entire time. But even if it costs a little bit of money, it may be worth it, especially if there are bigger issues that you know are weighing on you to sort of work through. I know that whenever I was in counseling in, in grad school, it was you got six free sessions, and then after that, I think it was only like $20 a session, which is freaking dirt cheap. Right. It doesn't feel like it at the time. No, because you're like, you're like starving college student. But, yeah. you know, but the, really now you're like, holy crap. So, yeah. yeah. That's, that is $20 a session is super, super bargain basement. Yes. Cheap. And so. I mean, it's probably not bargain basement counseling no but the cost I mean I got so the same low. yeah and so I don't know like at what other point in your life are you going to get this opportunity and I think Gina's right too like an hour of listening an hour for yourself and so I was just I was having um, a student who was having some issues with academics but clearly she's having some coping things too mm-hmm. and we were talking about the possibility of counseling and she's like I'm just so busy and I'm like you are worth an hour a week that's dedicated just to you you're worth an hour but like she needed permission to spend yeah. that hour yeah. on herself and so everyone you have permission to spend an hour on yourself an hour a week that is, you are worth that. <laughs> yeah. Listeners, you are worth that. So totally. So obviously I'm not ashamed of having been in counseling, and I super think it was one of the best things I did for myself. So. I, I, I went through, I think I've talked about the, uh, oh, the group. thesis. Yes. Yeah, thesis, dissertation support group, mm-hmm. which was, I mean, again, it was 
super useful and it was an important part of my week mm -hmm. to meet with those people and for us to talk about what we were doing and the difficulties we were having and possible solutions to them and you know for it was like two or three years yeah. that I met with, with yeah. those people. And some people cycled in and out and said, well, you know, as she said, you know, come at the beginning and then it's not for them or their expectations are different. But there were some people that I saw basically once a week. For like three years. For three years, but yeah. only in that, only in that space. Yeah. Like we didn't really go hang out yeah, and other no. stuff because it was, it just didn't, we, we all had our own friends and social circles. This is just the place where we met to help each other work through our dissertation process. You know, and that was really, really good for me. Yeah. yeah. Can't recommend that enough. <laughs> I can't either. And I, my poor advisees are probably like, gosh, she just really loves counseling. Because <laughs> I'm like, well, have you thought about? <laughs> because I, I mean, why struggle? You know, why be at your absolute edge like all the time like near tears almost you know panicking every day I see you that's not how you get work done you need some more support than what you're getting and I'm able to help in lots of ways like academically but you do not want me to help in some of the other ways I I'm like yeah have a piece of candy um but I but I think that like that's the beauty of the campus is that there's like Everybody does their part, like Marianne was talking about, the student life vice president who was here. We all do a little, and then it's, then it's easy for everyone. Right, yeah. And the number of times where I have been having a conversation with a student who is struggling and be like, you are not alone. Yeah. Like, you, like, you are not alone. Like, I can help you. Are you are not the only person who right. feels this way who is failing Spanish or whatever. Right, right, yeah, or struggling in physics. Like, I can help you. If you come to me, I can help you. You have classmates, tap them, yeah. you know, you can help each other, you know, and sometimes it's like, have you considered going to the to counselors? And right. there have been times when I've been talking with an advisee or a student and like, and I will call up mm -hmm. over there and be like, I'm sending so-and-so over, they need to set up an appointment with somebody. Right. Yeah. Same. Because it's just, yeah. This this idea, especially when I was, you know, when they said when I went to college, I didn't have any problems. Like, yes, of course I did. Like, yeah. I just didn't recognize them or recognize that they were problems. Right. Or recognize that there or were I solutions. Just suffered to them. through them like an idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did not do things as well as I could have. Like, and I think about that. Wow, if I'd been more self-aware. But I'm sorry, 18, 19 year olds is really hard to be self-aware. Uh, so you need someone like Gina to help you. And so like she was talking about like, you know, you get perspectives, you get people to listen to you and you brainstorm. Whenever I was in counseling, my counselor would say something and I'm like, what? She's like, oh, like, blah, blah. She made these connections with these dots that were so clearly there. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. My mind was like blown in terms of how she was able to connect things that I had never like, you, you can't, know. Well, you, you're too close to it. I didn't you have the perspective. Yeah, you right. can't see the stuff that's going on in your own life like that. Yeah. yeah, but that was just super helpful to have someone who was a couple steps back being like, well, do you see this and this and this? And I'm like, well, now that you pointed out, I do. And I'm like, huh. Huh. Yeah. I mean, it, well, it takes, I mean, they are trained to see those and they are outside of all of it, which helps, you know, but it, it takes years of mm -hmm. practice with yourself if you're to be able to see those. I've had, again, I've had advisors like, 
wow, that was really, you know, he's really thoughtful and, you know, like perceptive. And I was like, I've had years to, to yeah. work on this yeah. on myself and what I see in other people that like basically I've had starting from when they are, I've had their entire lifetime. Exactly. I'm double. I'm double. I'm, I'm twice are. your age. So I've been, I've been, I've been actually thinking about this for your, in, literally your entire life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I, I hopefully I'll have a few more insights, but that doesn't mean that I'm like magical or some kind of sage. <laughs> Although sometimes I feel magical. Well, that's hard-earned like perspective, yeah, though. Worked on, yeah, yeah, worked on that. Yeah. I've spent a lot of. I had to fall on my face a few times for that, you know. <laughs> yeah. So and, and and spend a lot of time taking stock of like my own life and what I, I mean. I'm like this is not the podcast for it, but there's been a number of a few places in my life where I've had to like really consider what it is that I want to do with my life and then make a hard decision to walk away yeah. from something that I was nominally pretty invested in. You know, and that is not an easy decision to make. Yeah, so like college students who might be thinking about leaving yeah. to go be like, maybe I need to take some time off. Maybe I need to go work for a few years. Maybe I need to try a vocational college. Those are all good answers if they're right for you. Right. You know, the answer of, well, I'm here, or I'll finish this because I'm here. That's mm. staying may be the right answer, but that's the wrong reason. Right. If that's the reason you've come to to stay, you probably. So we have figured that part out. I feel like that, that has come with age, you know, yeah. the idea that it's okay to walk away from things. But whenever you're 18, even Top after so one tough. semester, you're like, well, I'm committed. I can't just leave now. And you're like, uh, yeah, actually, you can. <laughs> well, and this feeling, I mean, I, I, I really am happy that the stigma of, of mental, not just illness, but mental health, mm-hmm. like maintaining your mental health in some way, whether it be through counseling or like meditation or, mm-hmm. or group sessions or whatever it is, like that stigma has, has dropped a lot. And I, yeah. I'm really happy about that. But there is still that stigma about failing. Yeah. You know, and we, as a culture, we built it up, right? Like, failing means, you suck. like, by definition, it means that you you failed, right? <laughs> like, like, you didn't do it. You can't do it. And then they, but the, I, but the truth is that failing in any given thing doesn't mean that you can't do it. It means that you just didn't do it that time, you know, and that, that, that level of perspective also comes from trying and failing and trying and failing. Isn't there some sort of like acronym like first attempt like for fail first? Probably. I don't know it. Somebody probably does, not me. Right. But yeah, it's eminent especially if you've gone from a you know, a situation in high school where you go from success to success to success and then to come to college and then not have that level of success. First attempt in learning? Uh, <laughs> Okay, maybe I'm failing at this. It's okay, you can try again. Yeah, I'll look it up. (laughs) Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's really tough to come into college and be like, I was awesome in high school. I didn't have to try. Like, and that's me. Like, I didn't really have to try so hard to get good grades in high school. And then I went to college. As we all know, I got a C in freshman composition. You, yes. And I tried in that class. It wasn't like that other class where you took your safety F or whatever it was. Yeah, my, my safety erasure. Of, yeah. Um, like, it was Italian. Sorry, my old Italian instructor who doesn't know me because I was only there care. for half a semester. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, so counseling. It's on your campus. 
and it's almost undoubtedly and it's good. It is good. It's good, and it's usually free up for a little while. Yeah, and it helps things get better. And sometimes just that's enough. Right. Sometimes things suck. You're like stressed out. You're like crying all the time. Yeah. 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 That's not good. Is that true? No. Okay. But, I mean, we're basically done. Yes, so. yeah. So, otherwise I was going to check who, who we have next week. Ah, we'll have institutional advancement. Oh, monies. Mo- yeah. Money, they get money, the money. money. So, we'll talk money. to them about what they do and... Yeah. How I, does that... Does that even... So, they get money, but from whom? And then, how do I get money? Right. And does that even deal with students? Yeah. So, Why do students care about money? <laughs> well, it's not for you, but it might be for something you use, like the writing center. Or counseling. Or counseling. <laughs> well, I, just, I have like money from an endowed fund, which that's is from true. a donor, so like that's really important for me. Yeah. So, And obviously people who visit the writing center. <laughs> All right. So, we'll talk more about that because I have a lot to say. <laughs> so if you have a question or a topic you'd like us to cover, you can reach me on Twitter. I'm Dr. Hyland, D-O-C-T-O-R-H-Y-L-A-N-D. Or send me an email, peter.o.highland, H-Y-L-A-N-D, at gmail.com. All right, see you next week. Bye. Bye.